0: Welcome in to the Solidarity Sports Network. We are back with some week three analysis going into week four now. So yeah, looking back on week three going forward, uh, still have uh, a lot going on. Uh, we have some 3-0 matchups and we have some 0-3 matchups. So it's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly this weekend. <laughs> but of course, I'm Tyler Kessner and I'm joined with Steven Smith.
1: What's going on, guys? A month into the season now. Time is flying.
0: And we got John Paul Jackson wrecked.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, so, boys, where, where are we at uh, this week? What are we, what are we excited about?
1: Uh, well, personally, I am excited that the Ohio State Buckeyes are off this week so we can fix whatever the fuck is wrong with our offense. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that Notre Dame game was atrocious, and we were lucky to win at the end. So that's what I'm excited about. Hopefully, Ryan Day and McCord can you know, get it together.
0: Yeah, did it with uh, Florida State. Uh, I mean, big win oh, on the, on the, the road State in Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay,
1: cool.
0: Big win on the road in Clemson last weekend, and I think we need to recharge because the last two have been very scary close. Um, but we will look forward to our Sunday matchups, and uh, the first one I think that we got to, or the first teams that we got to highlight are the three and and0 teams. Um, there are three remaining. We got the Dolphins, the Niners, the Eagles. Uh, the Niners have a matchup with the Cardinals, the Dolphins with the Bills, and the Eagles with the Commanders. So, um, looking at those, uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and and start. Um, I mean, I think the strongest team right now is the Niners, and I think they have the best chance to win. Of course, the Eagles last year got their uh, hot start cut off by the Commanders, and um, you know, the Bills in their own right are a contender. So, I, I think the Dolphins. Could get, um, could get taken by the Bills coming off of a huge game last week, a little bit of a hangover problem, maybe. And the Niners are playing the Cardinals. Now, I know the Cardinals upset the Cowboys. And on that note, I have to say, I am sorry about anything good I said about the Cowboys last <laughs> yeah, year. you jinxed them hardcore, uh, <laughs> man.
1: They were, they were doing really, really well, so you praised them.
0: Yeah, Solidarity finally went behind the Cowboys, uh, which is something you should never do. And, uh, we paid for it. So, uh, We retract official retraction of anything about the Cowboys, Um, but the Cardinals are still the Cardinals, and they got their win, and they should not win anymore, so uh, I I think the Niners are are just going to stomp their faces in and uh, have the best shot at being 4-0 and uh, just continue to coast.
1: Well, you're certainly right about the Niners having the best shot, and to be 4-0, they will be 4-0. I think that, you know, if the Cardinals start winning again, their owner is going to come down there and start firing people. (laughs) So Exactly. You know, so, yeah, the the Niners are going to win against the the Cardinals easily. I'm going to talk about the Dolphins real quick, because on your note about praising the Cowboys, I praised the Dolphins as, you know, looking like the best team, and they went out and they put up 70 freaking points on the Denver Broncos. Some Madden Uh, shit. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Uh, You know, Sean Payton is definitely considering, you know, re retirement. I'm sure Uh, the Broncos are definitely regretting all of the decisions that they have made over the past couple of years. This isn't like, you know, a big roast to the Broncos, but like, you know, yeah, it's not good. It's not good in Colorado right now.
0: Yeah, no, that's coming. That's our next segment. So don't don't spoil that too much right now.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So, um, but in terms of the Dolphins, I think that their offense is just like, we haven't seen any offense this explosive in a long time like even the Chiefs when they had Tyreek when the the Chiefs had Tyreek it was just Tyreek that they had that was like the explosive option and stuff like that they got Tyreek they got uh Waddle you know Waddle had a concussion he didn't even play in that game when they scored 70 points. you know Raheem Mostert is one of the faster running backs Devon Achan all of a sudden is like you know might win offensive rookie of the year at this fucking rate you know he had like a four touchdown game and just his second like career game that he played in uh you know, a is
0: already like the running back three on the year
1: yeah because he had like that 50 point week and Mostert's number one by like a wide margin right now uh but but yeah like they're, they're just it's 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 one thing to have like an explosive passing game they have an explosive run game like they've had like 50 yard rushing touchdowns and 50 yard passing touchdowns so Tua's in his Tua's in his bag. He's, you know, like obviously we have to monitor like what goes on with the concussions and stuff. All this could change in like a week's time. But right now, you know, the offensive line is protecting him. He's getting the ball out quicker. And when he's hit, he, you know, like trained about like going down and like protecting your head and stuff like that. So all that stuff that he did over the off season is working. And I put, really, on yeah, put, on put on weight. Yeah, exactly. Put on weight. Yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, I'm not ready to say that they're like, you know, the clear favorites in the AFC yet, but they certainly look like the best team. Now, what you just said about the Bills is true. I think that this is an in-division game. It's in Buffalo, I think, so anything could happen. But I don't mm-hmm. think the Dolphins have to win this game in order to, you know, keep up the, keep up the momentum that they're building. Like, if they lose this game, they could easily write it off It's just one of those tough in-division games and get right back on the horse and spank whoever their next opponent is. So I am going to pick the, the dolphins are underdogs for, for some reason uh, that is going to be my upset of the week. Just generally speaking, because I think that they are a better team than the bills. I pick them to win the division. So yeah, I I, I think the dolphins are going to beat the bills, but it's not the end of the world if they don't, you know, that's basically my take there. Um,
0: I, Yeah. The only thing I have to say about that is that if the bills win this game, then they're both three and one, right? So I think this, is very important for the Dolphins to gain, uh, you know, an advantage over the Bills. I mean, the Jets are pretty much taking care of themselves. The Pats are taking care of themselves. So if you're if they leave this game four and zero with the Bills two and two, I mean, I know it's really early and, and that can uh, correct itself over the course of the season. But that right now is just like a huge gain, and you can carry that momentum on. I think if you let the Bills get back into it and even up uh, the division um you still win but it is uh you know you just m- really much rather come out with with the win here so i do think there's some pressure on the dolphins to go ahead and take care of that um and not have this hangover effect from their huge win last year um i saw a stat that um teams that have scored i think the number was like 60 or more or 63 or more something like that are one in six against the spread and oh, and seven straight up, um, the week after since like the 1960s. So not a huge sample size, but did there the spread is even trend of, in the
1: trend. The hey, that's,
0: that's the stat. I don't
1: know. I don't know. That's what, that's what I'm wondering when you said that, yeah. that's what I'm wondering. Like, did they even have like sports books and stuff back in the, back of the sixties? And then, you know, black people probably couldn't bet, you know, back then. You know, stuff <laughs> yeah. I'm like sure that. they were like in so,
0: speakeasies and stuff. Yeah. You, you know, know, you know, it's real underground shit. Um, but anyways, uh JP, uh, where are you at with some of these teams?
2: I'm one hundred percent Team Niners. Um <clears throat> I just think they're the most solid top to bottom. I think Brock Purdy's good enough and that's all they were missing. You know, they got CMC, they're rolling, they have a really good offensive line. Um yeah. I, I, I don't think there's much else to say. I think the Dolphins are looking good, but I just don't think they have every single piece put together like the uh like the um uh, like the Niners do.
0: So are you am- ready to say that Brock Purdy is good?
2: I think Brock Purdy is good. I don't think that was ever a question. Uh I think the question is one, is Brock Purdy good enough to win the Super Bowl? And two, is he a scheme quarterback? And I don't mean that in the way like I mean that in a way that like Russell Wilson in, in like a Russell Wilson way. Russell Wilson fit really well with the Seahawks scheme. Uh he is not doing as well in Denver. You know, there, there was a lot of things yeah. that the Seahawks did to coddle to him, frankly. And Mm -hmm. so is, are they doing that to Brock Purdy? Could he succeed in another system? Is he like a Mahomes or a Brady type that can go to another team or Peyton Manning that can make them great? Or is he the solution for the 49ers? So that's, that's the question I think that's left to be answered, but he's a good quarterback.
1: Yeah. And nobody mentioned, you know, you mentioned that like there's three, three and no teams. Nobody really mentioned the Eagles. I do think that the first three games, they haven't looked great. The Eagles and have looked rough. De- yeah, and, de- really. and And they're definitely, I think I said this on a previous episode, they're they're definitely missing both of their coordinators. Like, like defensively, they're giving up big plays this year that they didn't last year. And then offensively, they're just horrible in the red zone, like when they're not running it, you know, like pushing it over the line or whatever. But one thing yeah, I and will those say... Two
0: are, uh- well, I was just uh, sorry on the note of coordinators. Like the those two are good coaches. You see, getting St- yeah, yeah, out yeah, there with the, the Colts. Cardinals are
1: playing hard, and the Colts are playing good. Yeah. And
0: yeah, yeah, Gannon has a rough hand with what the Cardinals have to deal with right now. But still, I mean, they've been in every game. We, yeah, th- yeah. you know, they were projected to their win total was like three and a half on the yeah. season. He's so a th- defensive going guy, out.
1: and their defense is actually really good. So, like, yeah, you know, yeah. there you go. And their offense is okay. I mean, they got a couple of late touchdowns on the Cowboys or whatever. But the one thing that I'll say about about that is the flip side could be they're the team that like hasn't unlocked their full potential yet in the season. And they're still free. So I think that their ceiling is higher than the Niners, and it's really higher than the Dolphins, too, because their defense is... You know, I don't know if I'll agree with
2: higher good. than the Niners, but definitely higher than the Dolphins.
1: You, yeah, okay, yeah, but, but like, you know you get what I'm saying, right? Like the, the the Niners look good because they've seemed to unlock like all their potential or whatever. The Dolphins just scored 70 points. You can't really do much better than that. The Eagles are the only 3-0 and team that's 3-0 and right now to where you look at them and you're like, they haven't played their best football. They're still 3-0 and and they've still yeah. won you know, like both, like their games by double digits or whatever. So to me, yeah, but to counteract
2: week, that, look at who their opponents are like, yeah, they've won, but it's the O and three Vikings, the Buccaneers and the Patriots who struggle to put together an offense. I know but so, yeah, the,
1: the Vikings can score points, you know, the, the Patriot. Well, yeah, the Patriots game was, was one thing. The Patriots look better, I think, than people thought, even though they're one and two, but, but, but yeah, I get what you're saying. But to me this week could be the get right. game. I think in division game against, the, against the commanders, this could be the game that they, you know, they put up like 35 points and it's over by halftime. Like this could be one of those games. Well,
0: they, they need it to, to right be right.
1: really. And also, because, you uh, know, they, they were on the way to like potentially being undefeated. I mean, Hertz got hurt late in the year and kind of messed that up anyway. But the commanders were the one, they were 11 and 0 and the commanders were the one that beat them last year. Exactly. So I want to see them uh, treat
0: this like a revenge game. Yeah, go, go out there and just, and fly around and, uh, Yeah, the get right, the revenge. Yeah, this is the team to do it, the week to do it, for sure. Uh, Sam Howell looked terrible last week. I was a big fan of Sam Howell. I thought he had a real good shot. He's not. I think he still could be good. Yeah, he's he's not looking like it right now. I think there's still potential, but uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be tapped into. And last week was just disgusting. And I think he's in for a very, very, very bad week this week, I think. I think he could get benched in this game. I think he's gonna hate his life. I see <laughs> hate his life. I see God six damn. sacks. Yeah, he is not gonna have a good time. I see six sacks. I see at least two turnovers. And uh and we might see Jacoby Brissett come in after halftime. If it is thirty-five to zero at halftime, like you know, you just suggested it might be. Um yeah, yeah, is it gonna be a rough one? Um but not to roast the commanders, we have some other teams that we also need to roast, and that is some of the zero three teams. Uh, we'll get to the Vikings in a second for sure, uh, but we'll start with, uh, and we're not even going to worry about the Panthers. The Panthers are, you know, doing their own thing. But we got a, a a toilet bowl of epic proportions this week, and the Denver Broncos versus the Chicago Bears. It is funny that the Panthers and Vikings are also playing each other. Yeah but the vikings will have a much easier road. The Broncos and the Bears, this is going to be a battle to the bottom. This is going to be whoever sucks the least will win this game. Um I do think it will be the Broncos. However, we have made a policy here at the Solidarity Sports Network. Both of these teams are unbettable. They are on our no bet list, so we will not be betting on the Broncos to do anything. But I do think that the Broncos win this game. Um just because Russell Wilson is still by a small margin, the best player on the field for either of these teams. Um, he has actually been putting up good numbers. It's been drowned out by the defense's ineptitude and just internal overall laziness, lacklusterness, but Russell Wilson himself has been putting up good numbers. I think he makes the plays. He gets the score, but, uh, But, geez, the the Broncos, the defense might just be completely demoralized after last week's stomping. And I could see Justin Fields having a get-right game. You know, the weight of the world is on Justin Fields. We've been, you know, questioning Justin Fields. Everybody has been. Could Justin Fields say, fuck it, I'm going to run for 150 yards in this game, two touchdowns? That's certainly possible. Um, But, yeah, this is going to be ugly.
2: I give up. I'm tired of saying the Broncos are going to come back. I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: yeah you did early, early before in the off season, you did say that the Broncos would be better this year, and they're I, actually I, they're actually kind of worse in a lot of ways because I think they started two and two last year. Right? I mean,
2: they had a good defense last year, and now it just sucks ass. Like, I don't really.
1: Yeah, Sertan's getting lit up all of a sudden by whoever. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with that.
2: So I don't know. I don't know what the issue is here, but I, I don't know. I. I... I just need to watch some Seahawks. Are they, they literally. I would not like if I were the co- if I were Sean Payton and I walked in that locker room, I would be like, I am going to copy the Seahawks offense beat for beat. I'm I'm going to fucking Tyler Lockett, Jerry Judy. I am going to DK Metcalf, fucking Cortland Sutton. Sutton. Whatever I got to do, I will copy that. Like whatever they did, you just copy it beat for beat shamelessly because I. Whatever they're doing just isn't working. Yeah, because like
1: with with Drew Brees, Sean Payton was able to play spread and do a lot of play action and stuff like that. Russell Wilson, you know, just doesn't seem like he's not accurate enough. I I took uh, Sean
2: Payton as better than like being able to. Um, I, I thought he would be able to come in, analyze Russell Wilson, and then choose the. Choose an offense that best suited his weakness. I didn't think that he will come in and institute what had worked for him in the past and force yeah. Russell Wilson to mold into that and That's been a little disappointing. uh, knock on Sean Payton, obviously for that, but um you know he's doing what he can i i just i I think i the Bears have a brighter future than the Broncos at this point. Of course, I think they everybody, might even have something has more to play future. for. Wow, everybody so,
1: that's except, a statement. Everybody has a brighter future than the Broncos, except for maybe the Panthers because they selected Bryce Young. I mean,
2: the Broncos are built to win this but, year. Like that's yeah, that's, that's their that's,
1: plan. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so obviously we've we've beat up the on time the Bears. Has come. We beat yeah. up on the Bears. We've beaten up on the on the um, Broncos, and I just kind of mentioned you know Bryce Young being kind of a bust. You know, C.J. Stroud looks great, and. It, Anthony okay okay we can't call the man a bust in three I mean, games compared play. to here's two the, games compared, he was injured last compared week. to as of right now compared to the other two quarterbacks in his class he looks by far the worst and you could argue okay, that he was in <laughs> and you could argue that he's in a better he was in a better situation i'll also like, i mean i'm agree with
2: steven on this one just because like he that's the number one overall pick right there
1: exactly yeah come
2: on you know okay like,
0: i will agree that he looks the worst clearly by far but the, the worst to, Yes, but to call him a bust two games into his career, that, that's that's a little overstated. And he's injured can...
1: now. Like, I just, like, if you watch him play, you just don't see any potential for him getting better. I, I just, I don't see it. But I, I'm not going to beat too much uh, up on him too much, you know, but the one team that I have to unfortunately take my L on is the Minnesota Vikings. They're 0-3. They haven't really, like, lost bad or anything like that. It's just, like, a couple of plays haven't gone their way here and there but one thing i did not expect from the vikings is the turnovers like the turnovers are absolutely killing them and they're like kind of un unfor- you know you hear the term unforced error in basketball i think that that's a little bit too overused because a lot of the time you know you dribble it off your foot because you're trying a dribble move that you don't normally try or you know, you threw it at a guy's ankle or something like that when you could have just thrown it over the head pass and easily gotten it there. So like, it's not like an, un, like, you know, unforced error is kind of an overused term, but the Vikings in a football sense have had so many unforced errors this season. Like, like, for example, there was that. So the Vikings lost by a touchdown versus the Eagles, right? They ended up losing by a touchdown. Justin Jefferson had like almost a touchdown or whatever, but he dropped it before he crossed the the line or whatever, and then it like went into the end zone for like a touchback. Everyone's favorite rule. Like who does that? You know what I'm saying? Like Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in football, and he does that. Madison in the in the Tampa Bay game fumbled the ball, and nobody even punched it punched it out of. Him. You know what I'm saying? Like he just fumbled it, just just like just running with it. And then at the end of the game, Kirk Cousins threw just one of the sloppiest pass, goal line passes I've ever seen. It was tipped, And then all of a sudden, the guy catches it. So, like, the Vikings are good. They're a good team. They have Kirk leads the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Jefferson leads the league in receiving yards. You know, like, their offense works. They're scoring, you know, over 24 points a game. They even have, I, I, I looked up a stat, a Darnell Hunter. Like an interior lineman for the Vikings is second in the league in sacks to Miles Garrett. Daniel so like,
0: Daniel Hunter. D-
1: Daniel Hunter, right. So, like, he's second in the league in sacks to Miles Garrett. So, like, they have talent. It's like they're, there's, it isn't really a problem with their scheme. It's just like they're beating themselves constantly. And they didn't last year, that was their main thing that they didn't beat themselves. That's why they won so many one score games. Now, all of a sudden, it's flipped. They're beating themselves in ways that, like, you just are just maddening. And obviously they're 0 three. No 0 three team I think has ever made the playoffs or something. There's some stat like that. Oh really? That wow. I saw. Or, or like maybe it was one or two. I can't remember who. I, the Bengals were the first like 0 two team last year to like win their division in the end. But like I yeah I, I I'm cautiously you know I'm not going to give up just yet. I'm admitting that like you know my take of them making the NFC Championship game is over probably, but. I, I still think they have somewhat of a shot to make the playoffs. They have to beat Carolina this week. I think they will beat Carolina this week. And then, you know, they got to upset the Chiefs to the very next week. So we'll see what happens, you know, two weeks from now. And if they're sitting at one and four, it might be time to give up on them. But man, like I have never seen a team that's like a good team, like maybe not a great team, but a good team that has like had so many unforced errors throughout like the first part of the season. It's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And I think Madison's errors is why they brought in acres. I'm really excited for acres to potentially win the oh, starting yeah. job. I think he could yeah. easily. Madison has probably like one more fumble and then he's I give it, out. To, I give it um, to
1: week seven or eight. I, I would say he's going to, Madison's obviously going to start the next couple of games because acres, you know, he, he still kind of like has health problems. So he has to pass. Like he just passed his physical, I think this week. So now he's eligible to play yeah like i don't expect them to come in and start right away but yeah acres is definitely the one thing acres doesn't do is he doesn't fumble so like you know that's one thing the vikings need because like i think madison has like four fumbles four lost fumbles to yeah start the year. so they're and, just and like, he would have had like eight if if yeah. there's
0: like a bunch of times he fumbled the ball like and there was and then a then penalty caught, or something yeah,
1: yeah. He, he's like melvin gordon like melvin gordon just couldn't hold on he was like talented but just couldn't hold on to the ball like yeah like yeah. madison has that same problem and like again it's like it's not like dudes are just punching it out and stuff like that. He fumbles it like just randomly and just lets it go. I I don't know what, I don't know what's wrong with like the Vikings. Like for the term.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I I'm in solidarity with pretty much everything you said. Um, I, I have the opinion that I do think the Vikings should trade Kirk cousins. Um, and I know Stephen, you disagree with this and that and that's fine. I just want to put, you know, my 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 spin on the record. I think the uh I think the Vikings, you know, Kirk Cousins is like what 34, 35. He, he's in his mid like thirties.
1: Yeah.
0: They don't have a lot of time left with him as it is. And it, it, this is not an indictment on his play. I don't think Kirk Cousins could he could not turn the ball over. He's had a few interceptions, uh, maybe a fumble, weird snaps and stuff like that, but for the most part, he is throwing the ball well. Yeah, he he's is making plays. Passing to
1: passing touchdowns. Yeah. He's so he's not is, the reason they're losing.
0: This is not to say that he's the reason they're losing. And that's not why you necessarily trade somebody. Fuck that dude. Fuck that dude.
1: <laughs> what are you okay. I can't Damn. see you anymore. What the hell? <laughs> What's going on? My bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you're thinking about something you're thinking about something else. Okay, we can cut that out. No,
0: I think I think you meant to say fuck Kirk Cousins, but in any case. <laughs> I don't think Kirk Cousins is the reason they're losing, but I do think that they should trade him because they don't have a long future with him. They only signed him to a one-year deal last offseason. That was very telling to me because after the season that they had last year, you would think that they would want to do maybe like a career-ending contract where it's like four years, you know, something like that, really to lock him in for the rest of his years. Um, and he only did a one-year contract, so that was very, very strange to me at the time And to me now, it looks like Kirk Cousins might not be their guy going forward. And if he was, it would only be for another two, three years, maybe four. Um, And, you know, Justin Jefferson is going to be re-signed, hopefully. I mean, if I'm Justin Jefferson, I'm looking at this team being like, do I want to be here the next five years? I don't think I do. But anyway, let's assume he that the resigns. I, I don't
1: mean to interrupt you, but he did come out and say, like, because they asked him after they lost, he's like, "I, I want to stay here. I want to play. You know, I love Minnesota and stuff." So he said, he, "Yeah, he, he's, at least right now, he has publicly said that he wants to remain a Viking." So, like, I'm gonna,
0: yeah. But ha- how many guys of his caliber are gonna publicly say, like, "I want to leave and just shit"? Complete, Randy, Moss, like, did he's, he's still <laughs> Randy
1: Moss did it. Randy Moss did it. You know, like you know. Okay. Like, well, Randy but, Moss
0: is an enigma. Okay. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, in Justin Jefferson's position, I, I don't. I would not say that I want to leave. I'm trying to make this work. I'm trying to still get the playoffs, I'm trying to get my bag. He's competitive. Like, of course, he's not going to publicly, you know, berate everybody. But anyways, anyway, all that to say is Kirk Cousins isn't going to be there long term. I would not be surprised if they choose to move forward. Um, they I don't they dropped a quarterback, didn't they? They didn't end up drafting Hooker like we all thought they should.
1: No, no, they, they didn't draft they didn't draft Hooker. They didn't right? draft the quarterback at all.
0: So they have no succession plan and Kirk Cousins is is running out of time. I, I really think that they should maybe just call it this year and uh try to get a top draft pick. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the class next year. Yeah. Get one of them. You know, I don't think they're gonna get up to the number one pick for no, Caleb no. Williams, so- but you still got You still got Drake May. You still got Bo Nix. You still you still got a caliber of other guys. Jordan Travis.
1: Yours is my favorite. Yours, yeah. I am plenty of guys.
2: I sorry. Someone walked in the room before I was about to make my point. Uh, That's what you were. Kirk Cousins. I I despised that man because there was someone on the Mariners (laughs) who is the exact same way. His name is J P Crawford. He just hit a grand slam for us last night in a crucial must win playoff game. But he is so fucking below average, it pisses me off. But he does, he just, he's just barely enough to just like not move on from him. And he just keeps teasing you with like, this is what we could be. This is what we could be. This is what we, yeah. And like, it's the same thing with JP Crawford. If they moved JP Crawford to second base, he would be an elite second baseman. But at the position of shortstop, he is dog. Like, he is below average. So I just, and it just, it's the same thing with Kirk Cousins. You can be, mid at most other positions and still win. You cannot be mid at quarterback. You cannot... I mean, he's made crucial interceptions in both of the... uh, against the Buccaneers and against... um, last team they played. Um, Chargers. Chargers. Thank you. Chargers. Against the Chargers in the shootout. And it's just just like... He's just almost good enough, but he's been just almost good enough his entire career. And I think now it's coming to a head. Yeah. I hope they move on from Kirk. It's just like you're gonna have Justin Jefferson. It's like a Matt Stafford situation. It's like, how are you gonna stick with Matt Stafford the entire time of Megatron's career? It's just like I yeah. hate seeing yeah. these amazing wide receivers get their careers wasted by a mid quarterback that's elevated by their wide receiver play. So Anyway, I just, I, 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 I want the Vikings to move on. I want, and I, I oh God, yeah. Anyway, I just.
1: <laughs> yeah. To me, like at this point, you know, because the, 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 argue, the only argument I'd have against that is like, he hasn't been mid so far this year because he, he's like, he leads the league in every passing statistic. So like, he is objectively playing great football right now, but like, do you really believe that he's going to get you over the top? No. So like, I get what you're saying about that it's like oh you know he's got over he's got over a thousand yards in three games like he is he is doing he's playing great but how much part of, of that, that is
0: because is, a, is out of necessity part yeah, of that is out of necessity it. but also like sure.
1: how much of that is justin jefferson and tj hawkinson and, the, and, and addison with the long stuff or whatever so i agree with you jp but i just think that to me this year if they have if they're gonna have any shot at like turning this around it's gonna be with for us because like you well, that's my argument yeah
0: my argument is that they shouldn't try to turn it around this year. I think that they should. But call then you it this might anger year.
1: Jefferson, and maybe he doesn't sign next to – I don't know. But like, I, they're in a yeah. bad position right now. I think that, like, let's see how they play against Carolina. If they like whoop Carolina and win like forty-two to seven, and then it's like, oh, okay, maybe we could, maybe we got something. Here. So we'll have to see how that. Goes. If they lose to Carolina, then I'll then I'll come on and I'll be the first to agree with you. Like, just trade everybody, keep Jefferson, and then just, like, <laughs> you know, trade Burn everybody, pay Jefferson, and then try to start over. You know, like that's just that's what I would say. If so to close
0: this uh, conversation on the Vikings, uh, I looked it up cause you mentioned the Owen three teams making the playoffs. I Googled it while we were talking. There have been six teams in NFL history oh, wow, to, wonderful. to go and three and then make the postseason, Um, and one of them, it looks like actually ended up winning a playoff game and that's the 1992 chargers. Um, uh, they won in the wild card round and lost in the divisional round. The other five lost in the wild card round. The last team to do it and the only team since 2000 was the 2018 Houston Texans. Started Desha- 0-3 Deshaun and then won the AFC Deshaun
1: Watson's last good year, huh?
0: Yep, yep. So uh, so it is possible. Um, and then there's actually only one 0-4 team to make the playoffs, and that was also the 1992 Chargers. So they were 0-4 and then won a playoff game. So that's that's bizarre. Um, so. It's not to say that it's completely over, but uh it is it is not looking good. And with that we will move on. Um you know, why don't we close it out with some uh some star power, you know? I, I think we really need a appearance, you know, this this person has uh spiked the NFL's numbers, oh, Jesus, uh, affected ticket it's... sales, merchandise sales. I mean, if we ever want some merch, I mean, we need to we need to start mentioning this person's name as a game breaker, and that's Taylor Swift,
1: oh, <laughs> the okay. NFL's I, biggest I, star. I have like I th- I have a pretty nuanced take on this. I think okay. So, give us your nuance. so so here's the thing about it. Like obviously you don't want to like to, there are a lot of NFL fans that are like rooting for the relationship to fail or say stop mentioning it. I I think that that's stupid. I, I think that like you know you should never like root for a relationship to fail or like you know and also like the game that taylor swift was at it was 41 to nothing at like halftime or something so she made it way more entertaining than it otherwise would have been so just shut up (laughs) and stop so just just forget about that like like all the people who were like oh i don't want taylor swift at the game shut up like it, it just it makes it makes it it invariably makes it more entertaining the only thing I'll caveat, the, the the only thing I'll say about this is I'm not doubting that at this point it's a real relationship and they like each other, they like spending time with one another, but this seems to me like somewhat of a marketing thing. So if you look at Taylor Swift's, like a lot of her relationships or whatever, sparks fly, they start really well, you know, like a lot of the Gitzer fans talking no about it and stuff like that. No way
2: we're analyzing
1: relationships. No, no, no. What are you, no, I'm going to, no, I'm going to, I'm going to relate this to the football in a second, so just bear with me. I relate this to a football segment. So if you look at like her relationships or whatever, like it, 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 it benefits, it benefits, not just the person, but like her, or like, you know, her marketing stuff or her team and everything like, you know, her going to the games and stuff like that. It raises ticket prices. You don't think that she's, you know, going to get in on that a little bit. So like, (laughs) I think with Travis, with Travis Kelsey, it's like, you know, the chiefs are a dynasty, you know, they're really relevant. The Kelsey's are really relevant. The whole power couple thing in Hollywood and whatever, it's like good for marketing for both sides. So I think part of it is that. Part of like, you know, the reason why she even probably said yes to whatever, like I think he'd like send her a friendship bracelet or some shit like that. The par- part of the reason part of the reason why she's she's calculated. Part of the reason why she gets into these relationships is for like the marketing opportunity. So Damn. I no, I'm serious. That's cold. I, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like she, I have no doubt that she may like him and that they're good. Like Travis Kelsey's a good dude. I don't think anybody's like arguing that Travis Kelsey's not a good dude and somebody you would want to date or whatever. But it, it this just screams to me like part of it is just about like the like the marketing side of it. And then when she breaks up with him, she gets to write a song about it. And then all of a sudden and all of a sudden shit blows up. So I don't know how long this is going to last. We haven't even gotten like confirmation that they're like dating or whatever, but we all kind of know or whatever. Uh, I just, you know, I hope that it goes well and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I just, I have a feeling that, that this is like, you know, part business, if that makes sense.
0: Bro, the NFL is definitely giving her a kickback. That's what I'm saying. Exactly.
1: that's my point. That's my point. <laughs> the the fucking Jets game, the ticket. As soon as there was even a rumor of her showing up, ticket price sold went out. Like, it's sold out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but t- nobody t- 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 to prices. see fucking Zach Wilson and, yeah, exactly. at prime time. <laughs> and, t- and ticket prices went up forty percent. You you don't you don't think that she knows like kind of what she's doing with it? Come on, like like that. Th- this is definitely a there's a business aspect of this that I think that I think a lot of people aren't willing to like talk about.
0: Yeah, freaking uh, Travis Kelsey's podcast moved to the number one like exactly. overall podcast on exactly. the
1: market. So then he gets like he, he first of all he had never been close to like all of the top jersey sales are always quarterbacks, no matter how like like yep. like I saw a stat like Kirk Cousins' jersey last year for Minnesota sold more than Travis Kelsey's jersey in Kansas City because everybody's buying wow. him, buys a Kansas City jersey, buying buying a Mahomes jersey. Travis Kelsey j- instantly shot up from, like, number 12 to number one jersey sales in, like, like three days. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, like, it, it's it's definitely, there is a business transactional side of this that, like, people aren't talking about. And, that, yeah. and that's what I think. Uh,
0: JP, uh, love master, love maker. Uh- mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. I, didn't mean to go, yeah. I didn't mean
1: to go that long. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. What do you think?
2: Mm, yes. Mm. Well. Uh- I, like first of all, it was like a massive shock to me that it was Travis Kelsey. To be honest, yeah, yeah, uh, and
1: not a quarterback, you know, or something.
2: Yeah, that was like Justin Herbert, or like Lord forbid, fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, <laughs> true that, true that. Yeah, she, I, I don't think she could date Jimmy after he did it a porn star, but that's um,
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be bad for Brand. I, I really that'd think her marketing team would be a bad
2: lot. for Bran. Mar- like obviously, like obviously, there's there's merits to Steven's point. Uh that you know. It's a marketing thing, you know, like ever tweens or what I don't I, I have no fucking idea. I don't know shit about Taylor Swift. I think it's <laughs> fine. I don't care what Travis Kelsey does. I don't know if she's getting fucking kickbacks. That's a little insane
1: but she's benefiting she is definitely benefiting from this like to me she wouldn't i feel like it would
2: be so much worse if it got out that she was getting fucking kickbacks for dating travis kelsey for her brand (laughs) than whatever minute amount of money she gets from kansas city one game ticket sales like i think it's better for her i think you're right it's probably good for her image or whatever the fuck but exactly I'm not I'm not sold that this is some marketing arrangement by the NFL where they get to date their star tight end or whatever. That's just fucking insane. I will say it Uh, uh, is that was mostly a joke. It is insane that Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey start this podcast, it becomes a big podcast, it becomes more of a media personality, and then this happens. I'm sure that's sort of because he's been doing a lot of stuff in California and Hollywood. I'm sure that's sort of you know how this SNL. Yeah he's in a
1: lot more commercials than he than he was before. I'm sure this is like where
2: his his brand is going personally. But, like, this is, like, just such a massive step up for him. Like, you know, like, we're talking, oh, yeah. like, Harry Styles type shit here, you know? like
1: yeah. You know, Bill Belichick made a co- – who, who, by the way, Bill would never say this normally, like, about anything. But he said, yeah, like, yeah. Travis Kelsey's made a lot of big catches. This is the biggest catch of his career. And he's right. He's, yeah, like, 100% yeah. right. Like, Taylor Swift is probably the most famous person in the world right now. Like famous in the sense of like like Donald Trump is the most famous. Person uh, this in the world is like also this Taylor Swift of, at the height like, of
2: her career. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I meant in the sense that, like, you know, talent and like and like, you know, stuff like that, not like, you know, infamy or whatever. So yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I wish them the best. I'm not rooting for the relationship to fail or anything. But like this seems to me that like a big part of it is I feel like she wouldn't have said yes if she didn't think. Have like said yes like they
2: got fucking engaged. No, no, but like she wouldn't have even agreed to <laughs> like
1: hang out with them or go on the date with him or whatever if she didn't benefit materially benefit from this in some way. So like I just
2: yeah that's that, just my yeah
0: yeah no I mean we've we've talked we we've, we've had fun with uh, you know all this transactional stuff but I think that's super cold. I think that there is totally a real world where Taylor Swift is a real person with a heart and. You know, she thinks Travis Kelsey is attractive and she was very, she thought it was very sweet, his gesture for the friendship bracelet and inviting her to the game. And then she went to actually like hang out with him and, and that she's actually falling for him. And I mean, we can joke about all the, the, you know, the conspiracy behind it, but at the end of the day, like it is, this could totally be legit. And she doesn't have to materially benefit if it's a, you know, a, a real romance. So I'm yeah, rooting well, for love. She's had
1: like 15 real romances in our, you know, lifetime. So like, you know, what I'm saying? Said like, he's
2: rooting just... for love. I'm like, rooting for love, man. No, I'm
1: rooting for them too. Like I'm rooting for them too. <laughs> I hope that, I hope it doesn't like, if, you know, like if, if they break up, I hope it doesn't affect it, like Travis's play or anything like that. I, I'm just, I'm just saying like this, to me, it seems like there's more than just like she likes it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's it.
0: Well, even though this uh, seems like something out of folklore, I will wish them the best evermore and I will be done speaking now.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. That was by, that boom, was boom, by boom. far <laughs> one of the worst jokes <laughs> you've made on the show, and you've made a lot of bad jokes.
0: Let's go. I got three in there. Um, also, for the record, <laughs> we
1: just spent more time analyzing. We just spent more time on Taylor Swift you, and Denver Broncos.
2: You, than you,
1: You. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> <You. laughs> because you kept interrupting me. I wanted to, like, get she's to the point. And
2: I want to take a second to analyze the relationship. Let's look at the X uh, and O's of Taylor Swift uh, and Travis Kelsey. Like, just,
1: there bro we better hope that there are definitely better, fantasy football podcasts that are doing exactly that right now you know, oh like, yeah, yeah. Say, like you know but. jp we just better hope that lady
0: gaga doesn't start dating justin herbert because we will never hear lady the end gaga of it like 40. what the hell, what the hell? wait like, no not lady gaga Who, who's the who's the, you like some pop singer No, like. eilish no she's no like, tw-
1: she's like 20
0: steven <laughs> steven likes a pop singer like unabashedly who's there is it lady gaga
1: Gaga no lady gaga is it but like i don't look like she's like 40 i don't know why all right
0: yeah let's get lady gaga lady gaga and kirk cousins there you go lady gaga and tom brady lady gaga that i would actually
1: that i would actually support like the
2: two goats am i right
1: oh bro yeah 100 bro tom brady goes from kim k
0: to lady gaga man man's got ultimate riz
1: they they dated for like a month and he was just like i'm out of here <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like he just he probably met her family and was like, I'm
0: out. Yeah, Tom Brady's <laughs> taking lessons from Pete Davidson apparently. Jeez, Louise. Okay, yeah, all right. We're, we're yeah, <laughs> well, we don't touch on uh, uh, relationships much on this show. Hopefully, that's the end of it. Yeah, this, this will is be not the, the only. Uh, this will
1: be the only Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift segment, by the way. Like, we're not. Gonna that's not true anymore, yeah. That. yeah, we're going to provide <laughs> week a by
2: week updates of how the photos suggest the relationship is going. So oh, trust
1: is, me. I'm following this yeah. closely. I I know. I will okay, know. you could be our resident Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey guy. How's that?
2: It's time for the yeah, love yeah. expert to chime in on the, <laughs> the hot relationship of
0: the week. It'll be a Tyler's take on Travis and Taylor. There you go. All right. With that, that is all we have for yeah, this yeah. episode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> please join us uh, for our betting and uh, fantasy picks. This uh, will be the next episode. And uh, hopefully have a good week four. And uh, we'll see you then. Peace.
1: See ya.